Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about what the project market cap looks like using a fun tool called nftpricefloor.com. Well, we're getting into it. We crossed 100 episodes. We officially have done over 100 episodes and we're coming up on our, our one, one year anniversary. I feel like uh, that's, a, that's a big accomplishment. And in NFT years, what is that, times seven? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we've been in this for, for quite a long time. You know, it is nice looking at some, some NFTs and realizing that they are now long-term uh, gains, you know, no, not everything is just short-term gains and, uh, well, you know, certainly not all gains anyway, but you know, it, it is nice when the, some of those get into the longer term holds. Um, but yeah, it feels like a very long time we've been doing this, George. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been interesting. I was looking back at some of our earlier episodes, also episode idea, we should be like, have we learned anything? It's a year later. We'll find out when our, when our year anniversary anniversary is and, and go for that. But there's some early projects I'm like just laughing at. I'm like, oh, I remember when that. But, you know, just this time last year, we were looking at metaverse stuff, right? We were like, oh, this kind of seems like a thing. And it was before all the announcement and pieces like that. But getting into, you know, land uh, land sales that have gone, like I'd say like the full circle at this point of beginning, middle, and now, you know, end as we were looking at, what was it, the... Uh, NFT lands, what was it? NFT worlds. Those NFT are the worlds. Like they were well, I mean, they got up over 10 ETH at one point. I think they're back. No, they start like this time last year, they were at like 0.1. I was like, well, this is a joke because I feel like they didn't ask permission at all from Microsoft on what they're building on. And they're on an old version of it. Didn't matter. The tech didn't matter. But then it does because obviously Microsoft issued that whole like, hey, uh, you guys can't do that. This is, you know, this is our land and you kind of like, quasi built on it unintended and you know the the price has taken a an axe to it so yeah what's uh, what's kind of amazing here is i'm looking at the uh the floor price and it's it's 0.85 um but we're i do recall that i believe i actually uh got out at 0.7 so as much as it's fallen it's still <laughs> still above where you were i thought you sold one above one at one point but uh I don't think I did actually, but you know, um, I don't need to go Whatever. back and look at it to confirm. It's not like you can find it permanently on the blockchain forever and ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if we're playing that game, I've got I've got more than my uh, fair share of that front. But you know, getting into it, you know, of today, what do you see in the news going on here? Oh my gosh! Look, OpenSea introduces new stolen item yeah, I policy. Think, I think this one's in response to to our our. Last episode, I assume that they they felt the wrath put on blast by EANFT, <laughs> and you know they've they've certainly uh, they've introduced a new stolen item policy. So I guess now you actually have to file a police report within seven days of the theft, um, and there are more options 
for the new buyers to to get that removed. Um, I didn't see a lot of details on on what those options are. Um, and then you know they basically are still recommending that uh, people go to another marketplace if if they are having problems. So you know it's it's something, but you know I guess you don't still get it. Use a different marketplace. Yeah, I mean I, I guess maybe they should put something in there that you can't you can't resell a, a relist an item after purchasing it for seven days or something if you actually wanted to make sure the customers were in the clear when they bought it. But you know I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's something, obviously we're, we're moving markets. We have a lot of power. We try to use it responsibly. This is a good first step though. I also noted that, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing that there's like falsified people submitting these transactions. So like, hypothetically, like, let's say you're like, you know, you're frustrated that you sold something and you're like, oh, uh, I was hacked. Uh, it was stolen. Give it back. Right. Like you need a police report. You need to have some sort of like follow on of, uh, of law and repercussion. If you're, if you're faking that, not to say that people, I have no clue what percentage either way is, but they're, they're starting to realize a touch of responsibility in the process, which is important because what's happening now won't scale. It can't. Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these police reports though. And, and, you know, just imagining what those conversations will be like. Well, the truth is. On, you know, like insurance fraud is real. Filing for fake lost and stolen items, like that, that comes with severe consequence, you know, think insurance fraud. So, you know, to that end, you know, there is other elements of liability. Like we have homeowners insurance, we have renters insurance. When something gets stolen and resold, like you are able to go to various bodies. So this is like almost even, you know, the start of, especially if you're pulling in the police, the next step is saying like, oh, I potentially could get individual insurance for myself and they could look at you know also the blockchain and also in researching it guess what as smart as we all think we are and like hiding things you're not it's all on the blockchain you can and will be found if you're dealing to a wallet that you ultimately end up owning and pulling back to yourself so they're um you know it's a road to legitimacy and i think there's a lot of second order thoughts that kind of come from what OpenSea is suggesting here yeah, well, I'm glad to see they did something. Good work, good response to to uh, our, our podcast, Crazy <laughs> to Open Sea. I know you're listening. On point. All right, our next next headline here. We've got uh, Reddit. They're migrating their community points, which have been part of the the system for forever. They're mi migrating these to Arbitrum Nova. So this is a layer two on Ethereum. Arbitrum um, will be powering their their community point system. So this is very much moving over to the blockchain. You know, we've talked about how they, you know something like Reddit is very uh, kind of already used to this sort of uh, idea of, of digital ownership. And uh, here it is. They're they're moving over to Arbitrum. I think this is also interesting because you're seeing Web two social move into Web three, and they're only doing it on certain, as I understand, subreddits such as the R you know subreddit cryptocurrency, where the community is kind of ready for this. But you know, I think you're getting into how do you make micropayments, micro-compensation for micro-contributions of content to a network that makes money, right? You have a whole bunch of essentially unpaid writers when it comes down to it on social media platforms, putting out general content. And 
this is the start of saying, well, whoa, 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 how would we potentially share some of that value, push it out rather than consolidate in? And, you know, I, I think Reddit is, is perfect because you can divide this by, you know, the, the subreddits. The communities can decide whether or not they want to compensate the group members or not. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we've talked about, I think it makes sense. We'll start seeing this power. Other uh, other point systems are seeing different uh, layers per power. Other point systems here soon. I think, you know, we've talked about, I think airlines are, are ripe for this as well. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, some big changes or big announcements like this uh, coming up in the next few months. And of course, Arbitrum is a layer two on top of Ethereum. Uh, speaking of Companies getting into uh, crypto and NFTs. We've got Starbucks. I think you had actually mentioned this, but a uh, little more information on this. They are uh, going into NFTs. You'll be able to uh, earn these by instead of just getting points when you um, when you uh, buy at Starbucks, you're able to earn actual NFTs. You know, show how how big of a, a big shot you are at uh, at Starbucks. I guess um, you know it's it makes sense for them as well. You know, it's it's a place where people are very used to ordering digitally and and even earning points. And and uh, yeah, I can definitely see um, see the use cases here for them. I'm excited. They actually haven't announced which blockchain, but they are definitely going to be choosing an environmentally sustainable one because it's definitely part of their ethos. And also, the backlash would be. Amazing. And there's kind of like a, a rumor baked in here that they're potentially waiting for Ethereum's merge, which is penciled in for September to potentially make an announcement. But if I were a betting man, and I am, I would bet Polygon. So I'm put it on the list of things that 3A is, is predicting and it'll probably come true. I'd go Polygon. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, that would be my guess as well. I was actually somewhat surprised that Reddit wasn't on Polygon just because they have inked so many uh, major deals already and have more uh, real real world use case or use experience than uh, many of the other layers at this point. All right. And uh, let's see, speaking of, you know, the various Ethereum layers, we've got suggested tentative dates for the merge. The merge is coming. It sounds like we've got there were two potential dates suggested. Looks like it may fall around September fifteenth. Um, so we will see. Um, that was that will be. Let's see. The Paris upgrade. Uh, the Bellatrix upgrade will target September sixth. So this is this is right around the corner. This is it's real. Definitely seeing some um, uh, some price movement in Ethereum recently, and gotta think that the merge is on people's minds when they are buying. So the, what is the recent test network? The final test network uh, went through successfully as of the other. Yes, Gurley, I believe it is, G-O-E-R-L-I, although it's- Yeah, I wanted it's, you to pronounce that. Yeah, right. I mean, Gurley, <laughs> Gurley, I, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I believe it's a German city. Um, <laughs> so I, I, with a, the O is, got one, got some of those dots over it. So, uh, you know, I'm but not great. Successful, them, one, but, two, three, but it was successfully done. Successful. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, since the summer has been impressive in the development timeline, it seems like things are going as planned and uh, the merge is, hasn't been pushed back. It sounds like it's actually been moved up somewhat. Um, so, you know, as we're recording this, we're in mid-August and, uh, you know, we're about a month away. It's exciting. You know, I think it's it's hard to say what has been priced in or not priced into this. I'm not smart enough to tell you, but 
I, I will say you have a lot of factors going for you. The biggest and maybe underpriced piece may be the environmental component. Like this is the number two uh, crypto currency, currency platform. And it's by going, uh, by effectively going, you know, green-ish, right? And sort of greatly reducing going from like 4% emission to 0.4% emission. It becomes this very acceptable logical choice on on a lot of levels not only just to build on but to invest in so uh, that alone could could move i, I think a lot of, of the market not to mention the actual underpinning of the code we touched on all of this already but you know in some senses if you're in the nft game maybe we begin to get to the road of stability uh in price like we're we're caring less i think in the game of NFT about what price ethereum is though it definitely matters, <laughs> but the freaking stability, because right now, let's just be honest. Like if you think this price is going to 2X in the next 30 days, are you really about to like buy that next, you know, GIF? Maybe not, probably waiting. So um, a cooling effect. Maybe we'll talk about volume prices in a bit. Anything else on the, on the radar for you thinking about the, the merge upcoming? Uh, no, I mean, I think he's, I mean, you're spot on just saying that, you know, it, the <laughs> price movement in ETH is not good for, for NFTs. Um, you know, we'll get into some of this a bit more. I think, um, we're talking about uh, the project market cast, but you know, we, we definitely have seen, um, maybe some, uh, not as many transactions as, as maybe, or not as much volume as we, uh, maybe would like in the NFT area, but, um, you know, hopefully once the price settles down a bit, we uh, will see that pick back up again. Awesome. Well, we don't have a specific affordable project unless you're going to surprise me with something. So I thought maybe we'd take a quick look at what is on what is on your shopping list, or at the very least, what have you picked up in the last week or so that you haven't talked about? Yeah, that's a good question. I've you know I've been putting some bids out there. Um, you know, I was looking at some of the uh, um, the cold decentralized. You know, put some bids. Haven't had any of those hit yet, but noticed some people getting those at. You already have one really? though, right? You're trying to you're trying to gobble up a gold. I don't have one at this point, actually. No, I sold both of those. We both sold. But people were accumulating them in order to uh, try to get the ascended version. Um, so that's now done. That's where you needed, I think, five of them. Um, so they they were bought up. It's gotten a little softer there. Uh, I haven't had those come through, but have, I've been putting offers in a different, few different places. How about you? Have you had anything hit? Yeah, a little bit. I landed my, I've been talking about it, Akatars, you know, putting my ETH where my mouth is because I, it hit below my threshold. And I am going to pat myself on the back, but I waited. Unlike in the past, I showed a touch of discipline. So I waited it down from when it was hovering around 0.75 to 0.5. And I, you know, one of my bids was accepted. Arguably, maybe I could have picked it up for 0.45. And now who knows if it drops further, but it hit to this price. Um, it's fun to be in that, you know, sort of community. I think it's, uh, as I mentioned before, has a lot of upside. And like a Johnson is somebody who's going to continue to hustle, it seems. So I'm still digging in and like, you know, as excited as you can be to join another, <laughs> another project. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of listings out there right now. We've definitely seen, um, I, I mean, it, it, in a lot of the projects that I'm looking at, we're, I'm seeing more listings. I think, you know, that this, the price movement recently has got some people thinking maybe I'd like to, uh, to, to cash in some NFTs for ETH. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not terribly concerned about, um, some of the ETH or NFT prices coming down, um, in my opinion, you know, these are things that sort of stable, you know, they, they do tend to benefit from stability. So, um, you know, looking at 
you know, definitely looking at making offers from places and seeing if there are people real willing to let things go relatively cheaply. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's actually the only, uh, the only thing I could think that I picked up recently was, um, was the ledger market pass, but I've actually sold that since. Um, so that was the ledger, um, as in the hardware wallet, they have a marketplace coming out. The, the, the ledger pass itself will give you access to some of the new drops. It wasn't particularly, um, it wasn't overly interesting to me to keep uh, going with some of their new projects. Um, that, you know, it was one that I, uh, that I held for, <laughs> for a week or so there. Um, you know, not a long-term hold though. I picked up a Atom Pass. So I, I submitted to this, this is, um, a, a creator community where they're talking about collectively creating and this is part of atomverse.com. I'll include that in the show notes. And it, it's super cool, actually. It's all about sort of a bunch of creators that have different skills, abilities from like writing, animation, marketing. And they're all sort of like, I mean, we're all collaborating on like what will be created. And the idea is that, you know, uh, there will be a, a creative output. Uh, and then ideally the, any proceeds that happen would uh, potentially get divided among it. But it's, it's, it's super interesting because it's, um, you know, trying to, you know, connect, uh, writers and creators in the same, uh, in the same game. So, um, it's not really something that's traded. There's like, there's no volume cause they don't really allow <laughs> trading to happen. So it's really just about the, the, the membership, uh, component. And it's one of the more interesting DAOs I'd, I'd say I'm a part of. Well, it's one that I had not heard of yet, George. Oh, look at me. Look at me, Sean. <laughs> there's no trading volume. So. <laughs> You know, you're, you're doing it as, if you're a creator or interested in that game, like I would say that's, um, it's, it's a fun one to check out. Um, should note that I have noticed little nouns have come way down in price. I don't know how those will, uh, you know, how those will fare, but I do see that there are still, you'll still see some good nouns, um, get picked up on secondary for, for over 0.3 and over 0.4 at times. Um, so I actually think that's a, not a bad one to, to keep an eye on, um, at least trying to maybe, maybe snipe a, an auction. And if you see a particularly good one, there's still uh, some, some opportunity there to, to resell as well. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm all in on little nouns. I was able to snag a, a top 100. So just to put a finer point on it, like I will constantly be looking at, uh, definitely not the floor, because if you want to get in there and bid, it's like, go for it and try to like snag one. That looks cool. It looks interesting um, because there's only 4,600 4, out there and there's 1,700 owners. Um, and there's, you know, in terms of volume in a given day, uh, around, call it 20, 20 items changing hands. But what you can do is actually go with uh, uh, oldest. So you do, instead of price like low to high by default, you do just like oldest and then you hit buy now. And this is kind of how I filter through. And then like, I'll do a quick, look and be like oh interesting is there anything that is in the top 100 for for sale even and and right now there's only like three of them available there so every now and then someone gets desperate and just posts something even i'd say maybe the top 1000 might have some cachet but uh, i'll i'll say andrew has talked me out of that yeah i mean it, it, you're right though i mean if you're looking at the top Let's see, top thousand. I 
looks like you're still going to be at a minimum of point well 0.4269 i see a 0.45 yeah and there's number 956 is at 0.4269 um actually that one looks like it just sold and was relisted <laughs> um <laughs> enough it was uh it was sold about 45 minutes ago for just 0.19 and then someone immediately relisted so you know someone does someone's following your logic there should be more value to you in the top thousand you're definitely a good place holding that that top 100 though i i, I, I then I hope that, uh, you know, some of our listeners did. I was, I think I did a decent job shouting that out, but I will say in everyone's defense, I was real depressed because that same day, like Ethereum had taken a 50% ax. And I think in like, like three hours or something, it was like, it was so dark. <laughs> I was there being like, uh, fine, I'll do this. But that, yeah, that's, that's one to take a look at. And again, I like that because of the way that DAO is structured, right? We follow the money, the money, every 10th one of these things going into its own backyard. And there is definitely money there. And, you know, if you, if you think nouns are doing well, then little nouns are like a slice of that. So I don't know. I like it. It's on my, my list. I'll put that filter by the way, in, um, in show notes. I mean, the other things in my wallet is like, I bred another horse because I'm really excited about the upcoming, uh, upcoming changes that has, uh, going on in there. Um, I can need another, I think I just need a hundred horses. I just, I need to hit that, that miles. Absolutely. I mean, I, it, right. I've, I've come rather just if you don't have that many yet. You got to get to a hundred. I mean, so there's a filter, there's a constant filter to say like, do you have over or under a hundred horses? And I'm like, you like, I should, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you should have well over a hundred at this point. Let's, uh, let's see. Remember, uh, just like wallet. Actually, I might. I have to go check my second wallet. Oh God, I gotta go. All right. I feel like. Uh, is there anything else on the uh, the affordable shopping list right now? No, I think that's. I think that covers it. You know, making bids and and seeing what hits. But you know, be be patient. You can you can get some people uh, maybe a little desperate to uh, to to get ETH right now. Agreed. Um, oh, I definitely picked up the uh, the play the prey station. Um, after our pod, uh, I picked up that one. Oh, all right. The, from Joshua Davis. Yes. The art yeah. blocks one. I like that. Yeah. I think if you're collecting art blocks, you know, there's, there's definitely a decent backstop on that. And that floor is at 0.11 right now. All right. On to the theme. So we are talking basically about market cap. So nftpricefloor.com. And, you know, they're, you know, everyone's got their, their sort of hook on it, but it is a data aggregator price, price floor tracker. And then it just does the fun thing of saying, well, what if we multiply, um, the total amount of the value of price floor versus the collection size. And that's how you end up with like a market gap of $1.4 billion for board ape, right. Or, uh, crypto punks at 1.3, uh, 1.3 billion. So it is this idea of saying. Hey, there is an inherent value and it's at the floor. If everything's sold for the floor, this is what it would be. Um, I think it's also interesting. They show listed slash supply ratio and you just sort of have like a, a scarcity element there uh, as well, um, which, which is curious. I don't know. What are you seeing when you look at a, a market cap? Anything of use? Um, you know, I think one, one of the good things of market cap is that it gives you an, a way to compare floor prices or more than just floor prices, but to compare collections beyond floor prices and account for the fact that many of these projects have different numbers of pieces. You know, we do see 10,000 often, but obviously we see 
you know, 5,000, you see 20,000, see very different numbers. And there, you know, that's a lot more holders, a lot more people that need to hold on to those or, you know, you can continue buying. Um, and you know, the, we're, we get these market caps and it's, you know, I, I think one thing to keep in mind is that's a pretty, in, it's, it's always optimistic because it's assuming there is liquidity at that floor price. And, you know, we, I, I, we know that once somebody starts selling, that floor price is going to move. And if there's a lot of sellers, we, we generally know which direction that's going to go and that's going to be down. Um, so I think it is, it's good to keep in mind that these, these floor caps, or, or sorry, these, uh, <laughs> um, these market caps, there's, there's not a lot of liquidity, generally speaking, behind these projects. Exactly. So the liquidity question is like, could all of that technically be sold? So if you were, you know, you know, ninth, nine thousandth person selling, like no one would be on the other side of that buying. So I think it is a bit of, I don't know, a bit of misleading data to assume that like, oh, we could immediately get all that money for our place. You need that many buyers on the other side uh, for, for doing that. Um, I also like to just sort of like the quick number. So example, like I know you're a rug radio holder for, for instance, um, we've talked about it, but the rug radio Genesis NFT, you know, there, there's only 1.2% um, sellers on that. So like most of the folks are actually staking that, right? And so you're like, oh, interesting. Uh, it's kind of just like a different look at what um, a thin floor might be. Um, the floor on that, by the way, is like, I think it's like 0.2. It's in the background of my mind of like, yeah, maybe I'll put that on my list. Yeah, I, I do like looking at the number or the percent listed, I guess that's even more indicative than, than the number of listings. Um, you know, one thing that I think we need to keep in mind is this is generally open sea. And as, as far as listings go, and, you know, as we see more and more markets or marketplaces proliferate and, you know, we see, you know, X2Y2 and Genie and, and looks rare and, you know, all take little bits. We're not always getting a complete picture of how many are really for sale when we look at these. I think it's a great metric overall keep in mind some projects in particular may be more active on other marketplaces so you know there's look around a bit when when doing these when you're doing your uh, research you know i've definitely started noticing that you need to really you know, check more marketplaces now because uh you know OpenSea doesn't have as much of a stronghold and i think that's probably going to continue i think you know some of these aggregators these data um aggregators they're not Right now, they're not taking listings from all of the, the various marketplaces. Um, for the most part, listings are off chain. So that would be using, um, you actually need to use APIs, generally speaking, to get the listings um, from the other marketplaces. So, you know, I think we'll start seeing improvements there, but um, definitely isn't a perfect measure. Uh, I think it is, this is something that's actually included on the uh, WGMI.io tool as well. You can see how many, um, new listings there are in a day and how many are, you know, whether it's gone up or down. I do like looking at that gives me some idea of, you know, if it's, if people are, are, you know, getting more tempted to sell because the price has gone up or, um, you know, people are actually holding because, you know, they, they want to hold or hold it for the long term and aren't necessarily all that concerned with a, you know, 0.1 ETH uh, increase. Um, it, that's that I find actually more, I pay more attention to that than, than market cap, generally speaking. Um, I don't know. How about you, George? Do you do you look into those at all? Um, yeah, I'm much more of a hawk on on the sort of volume. I want to just want to know 
how how quickly or how FOMO-y I should be on my my bids uh, on whether a project is moving or not. And frankly, I'm like, I, I'm really only looking for things that are asleep. <laughs> I want I, I want something that uh, I, I think has value and is going to to wake up later. Uh, and if it's already moving, it's a signal to me. It's like I missed it. I'm like I'm fine with that. I'm good with it. Uh, the other side of it is I'm a little, you know, not too asleep. I think I was, you know, looking back uh, a year ago this time was, I think, more enamored with just sort of like old projects for the sake of old, like, oh my gosh, look how old this thing is. And like, it's been a year and I don't think that really has played into this market valuation at all. And, you know, my my bets on like crypto bots, my bot, like my bets on chain bases simply because they were just like OG and original and, you know, have have been in the game for a while like it really uh, it doesn't seem to play in and i think there are it's more about utility um ongoing interest of the project because you know i'm, I'm looking at something like chain faces and i'm like there's a low number listed but i know that's because it's just low attention completely i almost like it has been forgotten yeah you know i i think that may be you know trying to look at the number that are listed in a day compared to the number of sales um, would probably be a you know really helpful uh, metric to have you know see how fast the the inventory is turning over essentially um, it, it, because I've definitely seen some and there are times where I just go list something and it's maybe the only one listed and you know I know that it's not exactly going to move anytime soon despite being the only one listed um, and that is yeah there's a lack of attention if people aren't seeing anything happen um, you know OpenSea has made the default. Uh, for new listings to just be 30 days. So, you know, if, if you're not in there and either not changing it, doing longer listings, there are definitely times where there's just no action. Um, you know, and that's one where we, if you looked at how many sales per day and how many listings per day, you'd have a much better, you would have a much more accurate view of what's really happening with the collection rather than having to go look at the the activity manually. Yeah. All right. Well, I think in a, an upcoming one, I want to dive into some transaction actual like macro data and, and look at that look at some of your charts and any other any other thoughts we had on this theme no i mean i you know i think this is it's a good one to keep in mind especially for comparing different collections and also getting an idea is this you know is this absurd is there you know is there really that much liquidity there you know if you see an absolutely massive number you know in the uh the market cap i think that might be a good sign that it uh it's a little bubbly it might be time to to list because certainly other people will be listing as well. Yeah, you get into this sort of like if we were to tie the real world price to earnings ratio and it'd be way out of whack. You'd be like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, we're still developing some of these metrics, I think. And, you know, I think there's even just thinking about how how fast the the inventory does turn over is is important when you're when you're thinking about getting into these collections. Yeah. No, it's it it could be actually a, a warning signal of saying like, well, wait a minute, this is just, it's so out of whack. And sometimes to see the big number can help you realize like, wait a minute, this is, you know, you're telling me this has got the valuation of like a fortune, fortune 100 company. And you're like, it doesn't like this, <laughs> this asset simply doesn't have that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to say that many of these <laughs> aren't seeing a whole lot of uh, revenue um, beyond, you know, a small percentage of of what's traded each day um it's hard to imagine that, that a lot of these can sustain some of these just massive market market caps i don't know crypto dick butts might make it though 
that, you know, I think that deserves its, its market cap. Well, let me give you crypto. Oh, here's here. <laughs> All right. And you got to guess as we sign off, what do you think in, in dollars, the, uh, the market cap for crypt, crypto dick butts is? Uh, let's see. I think it's, well, there's about 7,000. I believe there's 6969 and it's three ETH or so. So we've got 21,000. So, uh, what do we have? 400 and something, 440 million or something. Well, yeah, I'll play. you're off, you're off by a zero. It's like 30. Am I off by a zero? Oh, okay. By a zero. Okay. I added one. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can, if I had said doodles, you were, you were, well, I mean, were I, I knew it was going to be something absurd, but you know, I don't know. The, the dick butts one has been interesting. I kind of expected that was a pump a while ago. It has now. It's, uh, man, that's, that's, that's the CCO one, right? CCO summer, apparently. Yeah. Oh, that's a good topic for us. What happens when, you know, you get CCO'd like all the Moonbirds people did? Um, we had that in a news article not too long ago. That was unfortunate for them. Love legally. Well, what you own is not yours anymore. Sorry. Yeah, that's an interesting one, especially because that was advertised as uh, being part of the project that you own the IP. So interesting that you never owned the IP because if you did, they wouldn't have been able to change it like that. Learn as you go. All right. Good talk. See you out there. All right. Bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.